A while ago, I realized that passion brings you purpose, and that is the essential way I have looked at my life ever since. Howard Thurman wrote, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. I truly believe that people who are happy with the work they do can do more good for this world than those who feel stuck or frustrated with their work. This is why I had to kick things off with someone super special who is living his passion right now. Bienvenidos. Welcome to Diferente. My name is Maribel Quesada-Smith. I'm an expert at questioning everything who wants to bring more color into your life. I'll be coming to you every week with a little humor and a mountain of passion to share with you experiences and lessons in life, culture, creativity, and business that will inspire all of us to explore different perspectives. Don't be surprised if you find yourself motivated to shake things up. That's known to be a side effect of the Diferente life, and it's contagious. Now let's get to it. Welcome to the show. I'm here with today's guest, who is none other than my very amazing husband. Hello, hello. hello. It's good to be on to Doug okay. Smith. And we are talking passion today, which I am so passionate about. <laughs> uh, you know, Doug, I wanted to have you on the show, not only because, you know, we're family, but and I and I so appreciate that you're doing this, by the way. But because I know that you're living your passion, and that is what we're discussing today, how to live your passion. And there are a few people who I can think of that would be great examples for this, and you are one of them. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So I used to hate answering the question, what is your passion? Because I never wanted to pick just one. And uh, some of my passions include creating content and storytelling, But I'm also passionate about education and social advocacy. So as you can see, I'm a multi-passionate individual. Would you say that you are a multi-passionate individual or a single focus passion individual? Yeah, per, I think I think my passion more so exists within one space, right? For me, I'm passionate about golf, but I'm also passionate about growing the game of golf. I'm passionate about bringing more people to the game, uh, more kids into the game, more minorities into the game, more more people that that wouldn't have access to golf uh, through tr traditional uh, methods. So for me, you know, it's about golf. My passion's there. And then it kind of goes into the subsets of golf. So I guess I'm single track minded with passion, but it's got these little like uh, tributaries that kind of drift <laughs> off, you know. So you're kind of multi-passionate. It's just that you your passions live within one area. I, I would agree with that. You know, it's just golf has been this this beacon for me, this safe place for me for so long. and. You know, I know the power of, of golf and the, the social mobility that golf offers. So um, for me, it's just a no brainer. That's where that's where I want to make the biggest impact. Fantastic. Let me ask you, what does passion mean to you? You know, passion is something that I think you can't get rid of. Right. When you try to shake something off or or you try to change course, passion is that thing that always returns or that, that's always with you. Um Passion is something that you almost care more about than your own well-being. I think passion is something that is instilled in us that you don't learn passion, in my opinion. It's it's just there. It's this living and breathing thing that's within you that burns. It's a fire. It's a consistent excitement. Drive. Yeah, it's a, it's a drive <laughs> or an excitement that's just, you know, it just keeps you going. Like So passion is just something that I don't really think it could be defined. I think it's something that it's more of a verb, right? It's something that you do. I think that 
a lot of us are born with passion. And maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I do believe that we are born with a purpose. And as I've said before, passion brings you purpose. So we have predisposed uh, passions in our lives. Uh, some of us discover them later on and some of us discover them early on, which I think in your case, you discovered your passion early on. I, I would say that I discovered my passion sometime around high school. Last week? <laughs> two, weeks ago, two weeks ago. No, I, you know, again, I've got when you look at people that operate within their passion, I think of I think of my nephew who's about to graduate uh, from the Air Force Academy. I mean, at six years old, he wanted to be a pilot. He wanted to fly. He knew that he wanted to fly. Everything that he did from six years old to now being 22 has been to fly. And I really have a lot of respect for my my nephew in that regard. And the same with doctors. Doctors want to heal people, help people, aid people through medicine. And I think um, those folks I really have a, a lot of respect for. And I'm even jealous sometimes because they knew so young what they wanted to do. I mean, for me, yeah, I wanted to play golf, but I didn't also know which which way I could go with golf. There's so many different ways that you can go within your passion after it's determined that you have to then kind of figure that out, too. But do you believe that you can have more than one passion? I mean, are we on agreement with that? Um, yeah, I think so. But I think I think there's levels to it, right? You can't give 100 percent to multiple passions like it's it's very hard i mean i think a passion is kind of like a subspecialty in, within medicine right you learn all this medical stuff but then you're very good at this one area if you're a plastic surgeon yeah you can do all the other surgeries but you're you're, you're only focused in that space and i think that's uh more so a really good analogy for what passion is i think passion is something that you can you can have all these kind of other areas that you're interested in or or, or focus on but there's that one, there's that one space that, that you operate in, that you master, that you are just on fire for. Well, I mean, I would, I would definitely agree, but I have to say that I have had different subsets of passion, I guess, so how you describe it. different. So, <laughs> so my passions are, like I said, you know, creating content, telling stories, but I'm also very passionate about other things. And maybe that creates a little bit of confusion in my life. I will agree with that because at times I tend to overwhelm myself and I do too much because yep, I can agree with that. I have numerous passions. So I say yes to a lot of things, even though there are only 24 hours in the day and I can't get to everything. And sometimes that is my downfall. I will say that I take on a lot of responsibility and I take on a lot of projects. And I think that for some people, it's better to focus on one passion at a time, maybe. But I, I like I like it. I kind of enjoy that little bit of that chaos. Well, I think I think maybe that's your passion. You know, maybe your passion might be these multi areas. I'm, you're, you may be passionate about having multiple areas of influence. You see what I'm saying? Whereas my passion is is a sport. It's a game. It's an effort. It's it's something that was here before me. It'll be here after me. But I'm gonna do my damnedest to to impact it. With you and your your content and your storytelling is is as it relates to passion. How are you gonna leave that mark? You know, I think I think when you when you focus everywhere, you know, and you have these multi passions, if that's a thing, you can't get you can't give anything 100. percent You can't really scale each passion 
as you could if you really had one direct focus. So I think. And I think that's something that you're very good at. You are very good at focusing on one passion at a time. Then leaving the cabinets open. But then you leave the cabinets open (laughs) in the kitchen, which drives me absolutely insane. But, you know, because you are so focused, you maybe are not as um, aware sometimes about what's going on around you. I, I think that's that's what happens sometimes. But also, I sometimes aren't. I'm so focused on different passions that I get lost in my direction of what's next. So again, having multiple passions can be awesome and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think you have to have direction and you have to have a sense of where you're going next, which is where, you know, goals come in and milestones and setting deadlines for yourself. And we'll talk about that at some other time. But for now, I, I do think that it's okay to have multiple passions. However, there, there are challenges, as we have said, you know, Doug is more passion, uh, single passion focused, and I'm a little bit a little bit of everything, <laughs> a little bit of everywhere sometimes. Right. You know, and again, from my perspective, I just don't I just don't have the energy to give time to anything else. But what, you know, the things that surround golf, like I can't I can't I don't have the bandwidth to do this and that and this and these other things. You know, I'm on a couple boards. I'm on these different leadership committees and a part of these different consortiums and diversity of golf and growing the game of golf. It's hard sometimes for me to even play or practice the way I want to because I'm trying to do so many things. So I just feel like as it relates to passion, people really need to be specific. Would you say that you are currently living your passion? Absolutely. I I live my passion every day. Um, There's certain things I want to get to, but I can't just yet because, you know, within your passion, it's also levels or structure to it. You got to be able to achieve X before you can get to Y. So I think for me, um, I'm still striving for, for my X and then... Once that's happened, we'll get to why that will all kind of flow into this grander impact I want to make. Speaking of why, what is your why? For me, I've got a couple whys. I think, why do I do what I do? I, I believe that it's never too late to leave the path or the road that you're on to bushwhack with a machete through a whole nother, you know, trail in the forest. You know, for me personally, I went down a, a business track for about seven, eight years. And it got me further and further away to be the person that I really wanted to be. And it's okay to to recognize that, hey, I'm not where I want to be at whatever age you are and push the reset button. Just, you know what? Absolutely. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be where I am. I don't, where I am. I don't like the way I'm, I don't like where I'm heading. Um, and And you learn things about yourself. For me, it wasn't about you know, funds, you know, and then having a salary, I had a great salary, but, you know, having a certain salary doesn't make you very happy. So, um, well, some people it might, but yeah, in your, your situation, yeah, that's your thing. Like, you know, if you want to make an impact, having a lot of money, um, unless you're going to give it away, it's not really going to help. Um, and that's what kind of what I learned personally. And what happened when you realized that? Was it super scary when you realized that absolutely. you just weren't in the track that no, you wanted to be? In? Absolutely. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy to change the, the route that you're on. It's, it's really not easy at all because you, you have to admit to yourself that this is not where I want to be. And I think, you know, that realization and looking at yourself in the mirror and coming up with like, that's, that's not so hard. It's the action after you've realized that this is not where you want to be. I mean, how many people that are listening to this podcast 
are somewhere that they don't want to be, but they're going to be there tomorrow and the day after tomorrow because they need that check because they have these responsibilities. And I'm not saying that you should just quit and do something different, but I am saying that if you are, are not doing something that you wake up for every day, you need to have a conversation with your spouse or yourself and, and make a change if necessary. I think that's where a lot of people get caught up and they end up pushing their passion out of their life because they feel it's just too challenging or too scary, Absolutely. too risky. It's to too pursue. risky. It's too risky. In my my own experience, you know, I could have taken a promotion. You know, it, it's it's those moments you're going to be tested when you follow your passion. You're going to be tested early on, late and during. It's it's going to be a constant battle and a pull. Um, there's going to be things that are going to pull you left and pull you right, pull you up and pull you down. But you've got to stay centered in your mission, centered in your why and, and, and focused on where you as an individual want to get to. And how did you get over your fears? You know, it's funny. I saw a Steve Harvey bit. Um, it was like a clip or something on either Instagram or YouTube. And he was talking about jumping. He said, just jump. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. And he he goes on to tell this story about, you know, the first step to being whoever you want to be is to jump. And for those listening, I challenge you to go on to YouTube and, and type in Steve Harvey jump on YouTube and watch the video because this honestly, it changed my life. It gave me the courage. And, you know, and Steve Harvey, he didn't really sugarcoat what it means to jump or, or what happens after you jump, because he said, when you jump and you're falling, you're going to hit those rocks. You're going to get skinned up. You're going to get hurt um, before that parachute opens. You know, you're going to you're going to bounce off this, that and the third. But if you can make it through the pain and, and make it through that initial effort um, and stay focused and stay true to yourself, you will make it and you will be able to walk in your passion or walk in your purpose. And that was such a such an exciting, um, motivating message. Yeah. And as we said before, Passion brings you purpose. So when you discover what your passion is or what your passions are and you pick one that you want to focus on, you really need to understand that it doesn't stop at passion. You have to then prepare for that purpose and then make a plan and start to take small steps towards that. Because if you're scared, and I would say this, if we were giving people advice on how to pursue their passion I think the first thing is you have to ask yourself, why? Why are you doing this? Because if you don't know why you're pursuing your passion or if you don't know what what your purpose will be, you're going to get really frustrated when it comes time to deal with the downs, which there will be a lot of. That's that's guaranteed. Yeah, because you you won't know where you're going. You'll be be like, what? Wait, why am I doing this? You're going to be down. I, I guarantee it. Uh, trust me. I've been down. I have been upset, frustrated, and scared. But, you know, it, it's it's tough being who you want to be or, or trying to be who you want to be. It's not an easy effort. But also, it's it's rewarding. It's very rewarding. At the same time, like I said, if you don't know why you're there, when you hit the rocks and when you get let down, you're going to have all kinds of doubts. And that's where a lot of people end up giving up because they, they lose sense of why they're even there in the first place. Absolutely. Uh, and for me, too, you know, we only spoke about one of my kind of whys. You know, the other thing is I want young folks to see somebody that looks like them, you know, black and brown people that see someone being successful in a space that there's really it's really not that diverse and leading people to the game. So 
for me, I'm going uh, into uncharted territories and I'm getting called Tiger Woods daily. And it's it's frustrating because it's a compliment, right? Because Tiger Woods is one of the greatest players ever. But that's not why they're they're saying I'm Tiger Woods. They're saying I'm Tiger Woods because you're the black guy in golf. Like, so Tiger. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. one of those. Because they're not calling you Jordan Spieth right, or not Jack saying, oh, Nicholas. Oh, here's Jack. Yeah, here's Jack <laughs> Nicholas or or even give me Lee Trevino. You know, it's just that's that's not what they see. They see black guy playing golf, Tiger Woods. So. And if they knew who Harold Varner was, they'd probably call you that. Yeah, people people know who Harold is. I think. But I'm just saying he's on his way. It's it's definitely a I, I get where you're coming from because I've heard people say to you, Oh, there's Tiger. Oh yeah. Or you know, joking. Then they think they're being nice and cute or whatever. But I think that it's interesting that I've never heard anybody call you Ricky Fowler or somebody else in the <laughs> golf game. Ricky got a little more swag than me. You know, Co- <laughs> golf, possible, you're babe. Shop, you know, I think yeah. his pants are a lot tighter than yeah. yours. Yeah, and loud yeah, tighter and louder. I'm interrupting this awesome episode to ask you a favor. Will you take a few seconds to leave a review? Tell me what other topics you would like to hear on the show. It takes less than 30 seconds to write a review and you can help change lives. Okay, I mean, that might be an exaggeration, but that's the kind of impact that Diferente is all about. A brighter outlook, a different perspective. All of this can be life transforming. So what advice would you give someone that was contemplated to leave their day job to pursue their passion like you did? <laughs> yeah. One, have have support, be it from a spouse or or from family members or friends. Is you you got to have support. You got to have people to got to have a team. You got to have a team around you. And, and you don't need a team like nutritionists and trainers and things like these athletes do. I'm saying have a team of your your best friend, a mentor, a, a champion, like a board. Uh, you got. A board, a personal board of trustees is what I call it. You got to have a personal board of trustees that you can go to. I mean, you know, it's funny. Even someone on my personal board of trustees, they they told me that I was dumb and I shouldn't leave the office. Somebody I really looked up to. And um, that person was voted off the board, we'll, we'll say, <laughs> uh, for the lack of support. But Did that person go to our wedding? No, they were not at the wedding. They were not at the wedding. But you want to make sure when you're making this effort, not to jump into a whole different kind of conversation, but financially, you need to be able to sustain. So if you're thinking about pursuing your passion or leaving or changing, you know, where you are to go somewhere else, stay where you are until you have enough funds that you can sustain this change. Because that change that you're going to make, it doesn't have an end point. You don't know how long it's going to take before something pops off for you that's favorable. Well, And let's be practical here because, you know, I like to be both passionate and practical and pursuing your passion doesn't mean (laughs) pursuing your passion doesn't mean you have to quit working at anything else that makes you money. But it's not related directly to your passion. I mean, you can still continue to do some some type of work. But if if you want to jump in, though, you know, and change your 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 career trajectory or if you're in this office and you want to be in that office, you need to make sure you have enough to sustain. So. You know, and this is just good advice from a business perspective is make sure you have at least six months of money saved up that you can you can take X time to explore. So what can people do to transition into pursuing their passion? Let's talk about some practical tips. For example, you could negotiate working less hours at the office so you can make time for your personal projects. Absolutely. Right. Another thing you can do is finding a less demanding job where you might make less money, but you can have more flexibility. I've I've done that. 
And you could also save for one to two years worth of living expenses before quitting your job. I think you said six months, but I really think that you have to have one to two years saved up before you even think about quitting your job to pursue something where you don't know um, if you're going to make a living at, at immediately. Immediately, yeah. Oh, because, I, I agree. Because, well, and, and I'm just saying this for people who have responsibilities, like major financial responsibilities, such as a mortgage or kids, or kids uh, because you can do it. You can do it if you have kids or a mortgage, but you need to have at least one to two years of savings, I would say, based on the experts and people that I've spoken to who have done this as well. Or you could save one year worth of worth of expenses and move in with your parents. You could do that. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with, but also I come from a culture where people in Mexico usually live with their parents until they get married. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so Maribel would still be at home if it wasn't for me, is what she's saying. <laughs> so I might have still been You're at home welcome. at 33 years old. <laughs> You're welcome. Congratulations. But lucky for you, I'm a badass and I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a, a bit of an advantage because I come from an entrepreneurial family of risk takers. And um, I took a risk in business and, and I and I look at it a little bit differently than I think some people might when I, when it comes to risk. Uh, but when I really started to branch off into my own freelancing and consulting business, I didn't just quit my marketing job. I, I didn't quit because I needed to have a steady income, but it wasn't that wasn't the only reason. I honestly also didn't quit because I needed the experience. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go into a field of consulting. But how are you going to go into a field of consulting if you don't have experience, right? So that was also building up to it. You hit on a great point, though. If you're going to follow your passion, there's this ramp up. There's this moment of, of awakening. But then there's this this planning period and this execution period um, that that you go through in order to to make that jump. Absolutely. And, and for me, that was going from a marketing manager to a VP of marketing and then later operations of a privately owned company. Right. So what was your ramp up? I think my ramp up was coming up with a plan and having goals. You know, I wanted to play in, in this type of event before I made the jump to even be pro to even prove to myself that I could play it at a professional level. You know, when you see the scores and you see performance in certain events, I mean, that was the that was kind of the aha moment. And then it was like, OK, well, if I'm going to make this this effort, what do I need to do? Um, how, how how does this look? You know, because I have friends that had been playing long before I even you know left the office, and you know, I had seen their shortfalls. You know, where they didn't have a plan, they didn't have support, they didn't have a way to even shit. They didn't have a home. They didn't have. I mean, they didn't have a home. Real. <laughs> they didn't have. They didn't have access to capital. And you know, I can get on go off on a whole another tangent about access to capital, but I was able to learn from their not mistakes but kind of triage what I learned in business and and what they had accomplished on the course. And I was trying to able, able to marry the two. And once I came up with a dollar amount and figured out what I needed, you know, then it was that there was that point where I had to start saving and start waiting, but um, preparing to make the jump. But also, I remember that you had specific milestones and goals in mind right before you left your full-time job to go into golf as a professional golfer. I remember your goal was to qualify for the mid-am. Well, it was a USGA event. So yeah, close enough. That was that was the event. You know, for me, I didn't think anybody was good enough to be a professional unless you can play in a USGA event. So, you know, once we, we were able to qualify and, and, and get into the event, that was kind of the proof or the, I guess that was the period to my amateur career, uh, the end of that chapter. Because once I, I knew I could, 
it was, you know, then, okay, we have the ability. So now let's, let's gain the other skills necessary to compete at the next level. Tell me what happened, because I'm sure, well, not me, because I know the story, but tell everyone listening, tell us why you didn't just go into professional golf from the beginning, like after you left college. What was your trajectory? Just a no, brief um, story. I mean, quickly, as soon as I graduated college, I graduated in December of 08. Um, as soon as I graduated, you know, I lost two months later, I lost my mom to cancer. So I went from being this little spoiled kid who had these, you know, larger aspirations to being basically asked out. You know, my, my my dad went through some struggles shortly after my mom passed and I had to take care of myself. I moved back to Tallahassee from Kentucky a year. After, my mom died and then I moved. I stayed there for in Kentucky for a year and then I moved back to uh, Tallahassee and stayed in Tallahassee for a year. Um, I met my now mentor there. Um, I was offered a position. I took it. We were able to be successful at, at some fundraising for some scholarships at Florida A&M. We raised over $100,000 in about six weeks um, in golf. Shocker. Uh, we ran a, I ran a golf tournament. And then from that, I was able to kind of bounce around positions from, you know, going from a fundraiser to IMG and selling and doing all these things. So that was really why I had to kind of sidebar my my goal. Or divert from your from yeah, your original I, goal. I had to I had to live. I had to eat. So we know that life in life, the journey's never straight, right? We the the road curves and winds and it goes up and down. And that's kind of how your story goes. It's it's, it's kind of how everybody's story goes. But what I like about your story is that everything comes together. I mean, you went into a different career, so to speak away from golf, you went into fundraising, you went into a little bit of sales and sports marketing. All of that has to do with golf in some way, because that as, as yeah. a professional, you have to know how to fundraise for yourself and you have to know how to create relationships and network with people. And, and be a business. Um, I, think, I think one of the misconceptions, not even in golf, but let's just talk about, you know, I'm not switching gears, but I'm just making a larger point, is every, each and every one of us is a business. And I think we all need to take a second to look at ourselves in that light because we're the CEO of a company. You know, when we wake up in the morning, we we set goals for the day. And do we achieve those goals? I don't know. I mean, we're all different, but we have branding. We have marketing. I mean, look at your social media pages. You know, if you feel good when you get a bunch of likes, then I mean, that's that's your brand being shared with multiple, multiple people. So the background that I've had has really set me up in the, in this area I'm in now by by helping me learn that I am a brand, I am a business, I am the CEO of a company. If you had to do it all over again, would you still pursue this passion? I mean, absolutely. You know, the thing about pursuit and passion is you really never know where it's going to end. So each day I wake up trying to be the best version of myself. And I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. And for me, that's exciting. No, that's for, scary for me. For some other people, yeah, for some other people, they may not think that's exciting. But I, I love the fact that when I wake up, my day is is structured in a way that I I feel best prepares me for competition. And there may be a, a competition tomorrow. There may be one next week. But every day I'm preparing for something. And I think a lot of us, speaking from experience, we wake up to do the same routine. You go to work. You have your coffee. You you get on the phone. You send your emails. I mean, that's that's the same every day. And for me, um, luckily, you know, I'm lucky that I get to do this. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I get to to chase my passion and to, to strive for my dreams um, and goals that I set for myself. But I also know that it's not an easy thing for everybody to do. So I'm, I'm just 
you know, appreciative and, and just really trying to run my business the best I can. I agree. I mean, I think we're all very blessed. Both of us are blessed and fortunate to be able to do things that we love, not just for fun, but, you know, for a living. <laughs> Sometimes we invest more in our passions than what they return. Absolutely. Uh, I think you've experienced that. But, you know, as long as we're able to to pay the bills and as long as we're able to get by and be able to enjoy things, because that's another thing. Doug and I, we've made this commitment to each other, you know, we, before we got married about spending our money on experiences rather than on things. Yeah. So now we both don't get me wrong. We both like things. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I loves, like my new iPhone 10. She and, loves things. You know, and he likes his I like my watch own. and gadgets or whatever. But new golf clubs. Right. Exactly. But the thing is, we also understand that those things sometimes hold you back from being able to pursue your passion or enjoy your life. And so we are trying really hard to be more focused on experiences and doing things rather than just buying things. Yep. And I think that also helps us a lot because we're we're um, in the position to be able to help each other pursue our dreams and our goals because we're not constantly spending money. Not constantly, but yeah, but you know. To, I mean, we, we have to spend it, money, obviously, yeah, to live on, and to do a, things. But, <laughs> but I, I do miss I do miss eating out three times a day and the weight that I used to have. Three uh, times a day? I mean, I had. That's excessive. But I had coffee in the morning. You had like three coffees from Starbucks every day back in the day when you were working. I did. Um, I in did. And that's. Probably that was that, too much. That's probably where that 30 pounds went. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if I miss those days, but I think that, yes, I mean, sometimes you have told me this. It's hard. It's hard to not always have the steady flow of income or to have to suffer through that, through saying, no, I can't do this today. But I would say that it's worth the reward of, of what you get to do every day. Yeah, no, there's there's a trade off. And I think that's what I hope the listeners really get out of out of this episode is, you know, in chasing your passion, there is going to be a trade off. You know, you're going to either have to sacrifice or give up something to achieve something that you want. And I think it's a great exercise in focus and restraint. Um, if you really want that, if you really want to be or do whatever it is that you want to do, there's going to be some things that you're going to give up. And you know what's crazy? There's going to be some people that you're going to have to to cut off. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some there's going to be some family members that you're going to have to step back from. There's going to be some, some parts of town and some the haters some and the naysayers lo locations that you can't you can't frequent because those things are, are, are not going to help you get to where you're trying to be. They're going to distract you. I think I agree with you 100 percent. It's like every time you set yourself up to go after a goal and. Of course, you know, what sometimes we go after things that seem lofty or seem like they're crazy or too risky. There are always going to be people out there who are going to say, oh, my God, you're you're crazy. Why would you do that? That's so stupid. We both experienced that. Right. And I think that you have to be able to say, no, this is what I want to do. And this is where I'm going. And as long as you have a focus of where you want to be and you are disciplined and you, you know, and have the perseverance. You will get there. It's just that it's going to take time and it's not easy and it's not always fun. And that's where we're that's where we are. Yeah. We're we're in the, I guess, in the journey knee phase. scraping stage. In the journey phase. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and then, too, you got to change the reward that you have for yourself. Like when I had a good day in the office and I remember I used to go out for a drink, you know, and now if I have a good day on the course, I'm 
uh, I'm going to have a, a Ferrero Rocher instead of having a drink. And that's kind of my little, you know, tchotchke. <laughs> so if you really want to do or be whoever the hell you want to be, you're going to have to jump, change your circle, change your activity, change your routine to be whoever it is. We, we all have the ability to be who we want to be. But you have to get out of your comfort zone. You gotta, you gotta, you, you have gotta to be okay with that. Two steps outside your comfort zone, because right outside your comfort zone is, is where the change is. That's where we end up today. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on, Marie Bell. I appreciate it. Well, Doug, thank you so much for making the time to sit with me and mm-hmm. chat about living your passion. This has been a very inspiring moment, and I'm sure that a lot of people will find this useful in their own lives. I hope so. How would people find you online? Oh, I'm super easy to find. Just follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I am at Douglas Fresh and the number eight. I'm so glad that we could share some of what our experience has been since we started living our passion. And I hope this chat inspires you to do the same. And if you're already living your passion, persevere, my friend. We're in this together. Jump over to the Diferente Podcast Facebook group to share your own story and challenges with us. Just search for Diferente Podcast. I'm sending you all the buenas vibras. Thank you for listening to Diferente. If you liked this episode, let me know by leaving a five-star review and by sharing a screenshot of this podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Just don't forget to tag me at Adiferente Life so I can know you're listening. Hasta pronto.